So before an architect begins to build a building, he or she first asks, what is going to be the purpose of this building? Before they go into designing a building, they first ask, what's the purpose of this building? And the reason why an architect asks this question is because the architect is attempting to understand the attendant function of a building. For example, if a client comes to an architect and says, I intend to offer housing to families, the architect is not going to build a superdome for sports. That would be foolish. Likewise, if an architect is contracted to, buy, uh, to build rather, a sports venue, she's not going to draw blueprints for a skyscraper. Right? Because the purpose of what is being expected is different. The intended function of a building dictates the type of architecture being built, and a master craftsman always starts with the purpose in mind. Before pen ever gets set to paper, they start with the purpose in mind. Likewise, God created you with a purpose in mind. He knew exactly what your purpose would be on this earth. Rick Warren says it this way in his book, uh, What on Earth Am I Here For? He says, God planned exactly how he wants you to serve him. And then he shaped you. He shaped you for those tasks. You are made the way that you are because you were made for a specific ministry. That is true of every single one of us. And yet, so often, many of us go around this life not knowing what our purpose is. If we don't know why we are made, and we don't pay attention to the shape that God has given to us, we end up feeling like a sporting arena that wants to be a housing complex. <clears throat> or we become a skyscraper that really is trapped in a studio apartment. How freeing it is when we realize who we are and what we were made to be. Now, throughout history, the best guess of social scientists says that there have been about 117 billion human beings born on the Earth. That's 117 with nine zeros after it. That, and that no two individuals born in the span of history have ever been the same. That's a lot of people who have never been alike at all. And according to the Bible, every single person, every single one of those 117 billion people was born with a unique gift and a skill set designed to do something helpful in the world. Designed to do something helpful in the time in which they live. God knows every single person, and this creator has designed them with a purpose. Now, Psalm 117, or I'm sorry, 139 is a wonderful psalm of King David. It's a wonderful psalm of King David. In these words, King David is singing. He's singing about how well God knows him. David says, God, you examine my heart. You know what I'm going to do. You know my thoughts. There is no place where I can go where you are not there. And then David says these words. <clears throat> In verse 13 of Psalm 139, David says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Before an architect builds a building, she first knows the intended purpose of that building. 
David is declaring for all of us that God has made all the delicate inner parts of our bodies and God has knit us together <clears throat> in our mother's womb. It's not once we were born, once we grow up, once we make friends, once we get a job, once we find our purpose, that we have purpose. God has made us with purpose while we were still in our mother's womb. God designed us, designed us to have a shape that would impact the world around us. Almost two decades ago, I read the book from Rick, War Rick Warren, What on Earth Am I Here For? And it was the first time that I had ever heard the idea that God creates us with a unique shape, a shape for ministry. Ministry, Rick Warren said, isn't just for pastors and for missionaries. Ministry is another word for service, and all of us, all of us have been built for service, to use our lives to bless others. God has gifted each of us with a shape so we can serve others. So what does shape mean? I've used the word shape several times here. This is how Rick Warren defines shape. He says, you've been built with a shape, a shape that stands for spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your experiences, all of those come together in a unique way for you to be used by God. This is what God says. So spiritual gifts, I just want to run through these with you. Spiritual gifts, essentially the Bible tells us if we were to read about spiritual gifts, it says God has given every, every person who believes in Jesus spiritual gifts to be used for ministry. These are special God-empowered gifts uh, that you are able to use to serve, and they're only given to people who follow Jesus. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God says, I'm going to give you a special gift now that's going to go and be used. It's going to kind of like lay on top of all those other abilities, the heart, the personality, experiences. It lays on top of that. And spiritual gifts are not something that you earn. They're not something that you earn. They're, they're, they're not given to you because you deserve them. They are gifts that God uses to build up his church. That's why you're given these gifts, to build up the church. As you grow and as you understand your shape, God releases these gifts <clears throat> in your life more and more. So that's what spiritual gifts mean. So what does God mean when he says uh, that you have been given your heart, your heart for ministry? Well, think about this. What are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? What are your heart's desires, your hopes and your dreams, your interests and your ambitions in life? Your, <clears throat> your heart is what you love to do. And it's what motivates you the most. So as you think about that, what motivates you the most? What are the things you love to do? That's your heart. God has given that to you. Now, Pastor Jane is not here today, but I asked her if I could share this. She's not here today, but she and I have talked a lot over the years. And our hearts beat in similar ways for certain things. First of all, we both love the beach. Can I get an amen? Does Pastor Jane love the beach? I see those who know her. Yes, she loves the beach. The crashing of the waves on the shoreline, the smell of the salt air, the feel of the, the sand between your toes. Our happy place, Jane and I, is at the beach. So much so that those of you know I built a beach in my front yard. I love the beach, right? Uh, secondly, our hearts are wired to serve. Both of us have hearts that are wired to serve. When we see a, a person in need, our hearts are tugged in a, in a unique way. 
when we see an, a need and we think there's something we can do to help, there's a part of us that, that is wired to be drawn to others. Our hearts beat in that way. Your heart might not beat for the beach, and it might not be beating to serve in the way that I'm describing here, but your heart might beat for something else. For some of you, your hearts might beat for solitude and quiet time, but you use that to, to grow and to stretch yourself to, to be the best that you can be. Maybe your heart beats for gathering data and finding that one piece of information that pulls everything together. Maybe you like to solve puzzles. Maybe your heart is drawn to travel or to sports or to artwork or to reading or to exercise. Your heart is what God has placed inside of you, and it is something that you love to do. God has given that to you. But it's uh, just because our hearts beat in a similar way doesn't mean that we're going to approach life, ministry, or service in the same way. And that leads us to our next one, the abilities. All of us have different abilities. That's the A in shape. We are all specifically designed to be individuals and have different abilities. Just as we're all given uh, unique, special uh, spiritual gifts, we are given unique abilities. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse uh, 5 and 6 says this. There are different kinds of service, ministry. There's different kinds of ministry or service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. You are unique, and God is the same for each and every one of us. He's given us different abilities. There's no one. There's no one in the entire world with your same abilities, with the same abilities. There's no one in the world with your makeup. As you grow and you express your faith in Jesus, God releases spiritual gifts in your life. Your heart drives your passion and gives you a focus for what's important and your abilities. Your abilities help you to shine to be the person that God has made you to be. Your abilities are your natural talents. Your natural <clears throat> talents those that you were born with. Some of you might be real handy. You can fix anything. Others of you couldn't tell me what the difference was between a hammer and a screwdriver, right? And so that's okay. Everyone has different abilities. Again, Pastor Jane and I, we, our hearts beat after some of the same things, but when it comes to details and numbers, I step back. I give that to Jane, <clears throat> right? Why do I do that? Because she's good. She's good at math and organizing and cleaning. And I can do those things too, but not with the same ability that Jane has. God has made us all unique and has given us the abilities to serve him. So whatever you're good at, you can use it in service to God. So S for spiritual gifts, H for heart, A for abilities, P for personality. Your personality will affect how you use all those others. Your personality affects how you use those. Uh, for example, uh, God could have given two people the spiritual gift of evangelism, that they feel drawn to share who Jesus is with people around them. But if one person is introverted and one person is extroverted, then they're going to talk about Jesus in different ways. The introvert, for example, might talk, about, might talk about Jesus and be willing to do it boldly whenever he or she is with a small group of people. Whenever they're with a small group of people, they, they feel that they can passionately express themselves and share that. 
Whereas a, an extrovert might say, give me all the people in the world and I'll do the same thing. I'll express it. But they do it in very different ways. The same desire presented in different ways because of our personality. There's no one personality that's better than the others. All personalities can be used by God. Now, at this point in the message here, you might be thinking, well, what am I passionate about? What am I passionate about? Do I really have any abilities that God can use? I mean, what God has put inside of me, can I really use those? And is my personality something can, that can use? I can kind of be a little surly once in a while. Well, throughout the Bible, people have asked these kinds of questions, but God has used different people with different personalities throughout history to create change and to do ministry, to serve others. For example, Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. David had an affair, and Noah got drunk. Beyond that, we see that Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure, and Miriam was a gossip. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. And Moses stuttered. Zacchaeus was short. Abraham was old. And for crying out loud, Lazarus died. And yet in all of their stories, God used their experiences, their personality, their abilities. He used their heart. He used all of them. God used all of those people. And he can use you too. Your personality is something that God can use to serve others if you let him show you how to do it. If you're open to letting God show you how to do that. S-H-A-P and E. E is for experiences. All of our experiences, uh, they all come together to fill out our overall shape. While we might share some experiences, none of us share all of our experiences together. And all of these experiences, they, they add up to making us who we are. Think about family experiences are different for us. Our educational experiences are different. Our experiences in our jobs, our experiences as we grow in faith. Our ministry experiences, the things that we have already done to serve in the church. And, and even our painful experiences. Yes, our painful experiences. God can use so much Someone once said, God never wastes a hurt. God never wastes a hurt, and you can count on that. All of our experiences combine with the rest of our shape to make us who we are. Now, the, series of our, the title of our message series is, What Does the Church Have to Offer Me? What does the church have to offer me? And the answer to that is that the church offers you a place to serve. It gives you a place to serve. That's what's on your, your memory card uh, for this week, that, that God has given you a place through the church to serve. The church is one place in your life where you can practice living out your shape. When you connect with others, you live in a community together, people who are like you, they're scared, they're uncertain, they're uncomfortable, they're excited to grow in their shape. And it feels good. It feels good to be in a safe environment pulling in the same direction with others who are doing the same thing as you. And I, I want to tell you, we're not always going to get it right. right. The church isn't always going to get it right. 
But as we trust each other more and we practice living out our shape, the culture of the church, the culture of our church will be one where connecting with God will be something where we are intentionally learning to serve each other. And that's a great culture. That's a great culture. I said it a couple of weeks ago, the person who grows, the person who grows is the one who is intentionally learning how to connect with God. It's the person, who, the person who intentionally learns to practice their shape in church is the one who's going to connect with God this year. It's not going to be the person who attends on Sunday and then just goes home. You're not going to grow that way. You're going to grow when you practice using your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your experiences. The person who grows is going to be the one who will use his or her shape to serve others in the church around you. So what can you do? Everyone, all of us, can do something. How are you wired by God to serve? Every single one of us has a gift to share. What is most important is that you use, you use what you've been given to the betterment of the people around you. That you have a mindset of saying, how can I use what I've been given to better the people around me? In that way, you're going to grow. As you experience that, as you express that, as you share what you have, you're going to grow. And if you're not currently serving and using your gifts, but you want to know more about how you can do that, you'll notice that in your packet that you received today, there is a form on the back. It is our standard ministry form. Some of you might have already filled this out in the past. Others of you, this might be the first time. Uh, but I would say everybody, if you're not doing something currently right now in some way, shape, or form, and you want to know more about how you can do something in the life of the church, uh, then I encourage you to fill out that form. And you know what you can do is today you can just drop it in the box in the back just with the offering. You can just put it there. And we'll collect those and we'll reach out to you. And we'll just help you. We'll just talk to you about what it means to be serving and using your shape for ministry in the life of the church. So we'll follow up with you and we'll help you explore that. Before God created you, before you were born, God knew exactly what your purpose was going to be for ministry. God knew exactly what your purpose was going to be on this earth. You are made, and uh, the way you were made is because you were made for a specific ministry. So if you look around you, think through your shape, think through your shape, and see the church as a safe place that gives you an opportunity to serve others. Amen. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful to you for your creativity for your imagination, Lord, for how you have made every single one of us here uh, unique in our shape. Lord, we share common experiences in many ways, but Lord, uh, we are not all exactly the same. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us, that you would guide us, that you would give us the ability to uh, see the different um, spiritual gifts as they grow in us, that you would help us to see the abilities and the heart that you've uh, put into our lives, that our personality and our experiences all would come together to be used by you for the betterment of your church and ultimately for the world. And so God, we thank you that, that you've given us this ability. We pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen. So take a look around. 